welcome to Tales from the Orca, a film podcast starring T-Panda and the BFG. BFG and T-Panda, back for one more go-round. We're doing it again. This is our fifth episode. Uh, I am T-Panda, and with me is uh, the BFG. Brian, how you doing? I'm doing good, Joey. How about yourself? Uh, I'm doing all right, you know, trying to survive in this post-Game of Thrones world, but... Yeah, it's, uh, it's a strange place to think about the fact that we waited almost two years to get episodes, and now it's over. And I, I, know. Never, I it was forever, it seemed like forever, yeah. that we would and have to wait for the episodes, with. and now and it's uh, over with. And, and I'm kind of contemplating, okay, what's going to be the next show? What's, what, yeah, what, what's what the what next is, hot thing? You know, you know HBO's sweating right now. They're like, y'all like Watchmen, right? You want to see that? I All think Watchmen will be good. I think it'll be okay. But is it going to be Game of Thrones? It's not going to be Game of Thrones level. It's not going to be Game of Thrones level. That kind of show only comes around every once in a while, you know? And HBO just has happened to have several of those. They have had. I mean, like, it's 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 amazing how HBO, just starting around, you know, 2000, Yeah. They, they've they just cranked out. And I, I love them. I mean, Sopranos, Six Feet Under, The Wire, uh, you know, Game of Thrones is another yeah. one. Curb Your Enthusiasm. They just seem to have those shows that are really well done, really well, really well produced, and yeah. it, uh, it's it's unreal how much output they've been able to do. But that's what happens when you give people money and time, and writers like to go and flock to that kind of stuff because that's they can swear, they can swear and fuck and you know. All and that kind uh, of stuff yeah, and if the writers of Game of Thrones would have taken the offer to to, <laughs> to use the more money and time for this season, it might have not been a horrible uh, disappointment. But we won't spoil anything here. That's not our job. No, we're talking about movies. But I'm a little disappointed. I'm very disappointed. So um, I didn't I didn't hate the finale, but it could have been so much better. I hated it. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I think I would not recommend people watch the show. At this do you point. It's, do that's you how hate bad it is. do you hate the the finale because of the whole season or just the finale itself just ruined it for you i just think that it just nothing none of the character motivations made sense and none we've thrown, a, I, thrown I, out I, all I the development agree. that you worked so hard on which i had just at the beginning of the season i praised it so much i was like i don't want to let these characters go yeah and by the I end remember of this, you and i, I talked like, about that yeah you and i were both talking about that how they i mean they have written such strong characters but i still think i still think that george r, r. martin gave benioff and weiss a fake ending and he's gonna, and yeah. He's just, he, he's, 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 well, it wasn't even fake, probably. It's probably just like he's like, I'm gonna do what I want to do. But exactly. I'll tell y'all one thing I thought about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But, this is yeah. this is one thing I was thinking of, and you guys run with that. And then he's just gonna blow everybody's minds with the books. At least that's what I'm hoping out. That's what I'm holding out for. Or never finish them. He so, could die. He yeah. could die tomorrow, and then we never get anything. He might. I don't know. All right. Maybe some manuscripts. In this episode, we've uh, we've <laughs> in real time we've had a few weeks off, but in in showtime we've still got episodes coming out. We got one uh, that has not been released yet, actually. But uh, anyway, we uh, have been marinating on this one for a while. We're doing our top five trilogies yes. of all time, um, and we talked about our rules for this. And generally, it was uh, you can't take th- films out of the middle of a franchise. Right. So if you so, wanted to do Harry Potter. One, two, and three, that's cool, but yeah. you couldn't cherry pick and be like two, five, and seven. Right. It's, yeah. it's three films that work together as a three-piece for the most part, and um, I don't know, you know, there's some arguments for probably some of the ones on our list as to whether they're actually a trilogy or not, but it's sort of the spirit of the thing. And Brian's going to break all the rules anyway and have like I don't know. I think seven I'm, different I, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty. I'm, 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 con, I'm conforming this time. Are you okay? So and I've, I'm pretty I've sure. I'm pretty sure all of these, yeah. except for one of them, well maybe two, uh, were intended trilogies. Yeah, okay. Or at least became trilogies because they had efforts. So, right. 
Uh, yeah. So this was really hard for me. This is the hardest one we've done yet. I had four that I was felt pretty good about, and I just could not. I kind of just gave up on the fifth one. Like you'll see in a minute. Like okay. I'm kind of like broke my own rules for the fifth one because I wanted to do. I wanted it to be a trilogy that's great. Like three pieces, they're mm-hmm. all great. Mm-hmm. It's hard to find a film where all three pieces. All they're three very of them hard. are great. Very hard. Um, my honorable mentions would be like. Um, honorable mentions would be like Terminator. Yeah, one and two, great. Three, nah, mm-mm. no, Can't, that, that that disqualifies. Rise Three of the Machines, trash. Rise yeah. of the Machines was trash, garbage. Uh, I, did Alien. Li- I did like the X one. Was it the X one thousand with like it was like machine and liquid? Yeah, yeah, that was kind. There was that, were some cool things. There were some about cool it, aspects, but, but the movie, it, it the movie, were all just did not gel with the first two. It wasn't Terminator two. No, um, no. Another one would be. Uh, uh, Rocky, but I didn't put Rocky in there because four is the best one. Four is easily the four best, is, uh, in my opinion, even better than the first one. I easily. think four is like easily. the greatest, like one of the greatest sports. I, movies not of only all is time. it the, one of the greatest sports movies ever, but I think it's also just one of the greatest American movies. Yeah, that Cold, you could pos- War, Cold things, War America, like, just like exactly. rah rah America, but in a good way, not a douchey way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that plus, one wasn't in there. Plus, giving Sylvester Stallone the opportunity to be the same height as Brigitte Nielsen, uh, <laughs> which is not tall. true. Yeah. That, that's nowhere near where it needs um, to be. <laughs> Alien would be on my list of honorable mentions too. One in th- you know, Alien and Alien, so great. Alien Three, one of the worst movies I have ever seen in my life. Trash, but not as bad as Alien movie. Resurrection. No, not as bad as that, <laughs> but yes, um, but that disqualified it. So, uh, Brian, what are your honorable mentions? Uh, I got a couple honorable mentions here. Uh, the Die Hard trilogy. Okay, the, the, I like, thought about that one because yeah. one and three I really love. Yeah, one and three are really Three's with a vengeance. Yes, Die Hard okay, with a vengeance. Yes. Uh, Die Hard two though is just a rehash of one mm-hmm. in an airport, mm-hmm. and William Sadler is nowhere near as great of a villain as. Uh, Hans Gruber played by the the late great Alan Rickman. Yeah. Uh, but Die Hard was an honorable mention there. Um, I'm also going to give uh, the Dark Knight trilogy a uh, a shout out there because I think that that almost reinvented Batman and really saved uh, and, and in a lot of ways inspired a lot of the Marvel and a lot of the DC stuff that we've gotten mm-hmm. now um, for good or for bad, however you want to view yeah, that. It, well, it, it's, it showed that it was viable and it was like, oh, this is a thing. Right. We should do this and be regular about but it. But not every DC movie needs to be a dark movie, and not every Marvel movie needs to be the happy romp fun time. Yeah, right. So, uh, but I Christopher Nolan really did a great job, just kind of hitting the nail on the head yeah, there. Yeah, I, I thought the first one was boring, and I love the Dark Knight. Uh, See, I like uh, the first one and the Dark Knight, but I feel like Dark Knight Rises dropped the ball a little bit. Yeah, and I I, I never watched the. Third it, one. it didn't have it didn't have that yeah. conclusive. I mean, it, it left a few things open. It it left a really cool ending to everything tom hardy was fantastic as bane uh as much as everybody wants to talk about mumble mouth but yeah anyway dark knight trilogy there uh and another honorable mention that i had was uh, the death trilogy which it's i you know in researching a lot of things and talking about a lot of things it's uh not conclusively a trilogy but they're all made by alejandro uh Inyaritu, mm-hmm. who has won oscars by this point but uh, amores peros 21 grams and babel were the three yeah. movies in that trilogy? They're loosely connected. Loosely though, connected right? in terms more of the way, more thematically, yeah. in the way that the stories are told, and it's kind of a disconnected Pulp Fiction esque, where you know, yeah. recurring characters and similar storylines, but they never actually meet, kind of thing. Yeah. And uh, Amores Peros blew me away when I first saw it. Twenty One Grams, also an underrated movie that doesn't get enough attention. Uh, Babel was the one that really got all the love there, but yeah. uh, 
I think it's the weakest one of the three. And uh, it's also Brad Pitt roaming around the middle of the Middle East with Kate Blanchett upset over, right. you know, nonsense. But anyway, uh, that that's a good trilogy there, too. And, of course, you know, love Indiana Jones, but Temple of Doom is weak sauce until the minecart. Really? Yeah. I like I like Temple of Doom. I, I know uh, you do. I know you do. I just I, I, I was like it it was like I was a kid, it was more Indiana yeah, Jones. Yeah. It's like yeah. I, there's certain things about it that are like really impressive. And see, I love Yeah Last Crusade. Yeah. It's just that middle piece for me just okay. doesn't stick I, well. I, I mean it's fair enough. Yeah, yeah. Uh but yeah, I think those are the uh the honorable mentions there that I had. And cool. Save the save the rest for oh uh, another couple of things that I saw when I was just researching, like people are just coming up with stuff now. Like they had uh, the NASA trilogy, which I saw, which was really stupid. It was the right stuff. First Man, which just came out about Neil Armstrong walking on the what? moon, and Apollo thirteen. So that's it was not like, a trilogy. That's three movies th- that are three s- movies about NASA, tangentially connected. But that's yeah. not a that's not a trilogy in my in no. My I respect. don't yeah. I don't count that. No, so. no. Um, all right. Well, my number five. So I agonized over this. Okay. Usually I have too many films, and I'm like have a hard time cutting them down. To this the is five. the one that you just kind of gave is, up on. This is a, yeah. I just like was like I was just exhaustively like looking at lists of like underrated trilogies. Like right. what have I missed? Mm-hmm. Um, what things have I not looked at? And I just finally had to give in because this one kind of breaks the rules of the rest of mine. Where one of them is so weak, I feel like it just makes it not a trilogy. Uh, even though the other two are two of the best films of all time, and that's the Godfather trilogy. Okay, all um, right. Third is like just it's like two of the greatest films of all time, and one of the most disappointing films of all time. I, I it's would not agree. a terrible movie. It's not that's a terrible why movie. I picked it. If you look at if you look at yeah. the Godfather three as a standalone film, yeah, it's remarkable. It's a great movie, but then yeah, it compared fine. it it's compared right. it to yeah. one and two, yeah. it's nowhere near has the weight or just the uh, the thematic weight of. Of so the there, two. there were many of those which I mentioned just now. Aliens, Ali, the Alien trilogy, those, and out of the ones where one of them was super weak to me, I decided to go with The Godfather, right? Because you know I absolutely adore the first two films. Mm-hmm. Obviously, third film is much more tolerable than Alien Three is. So, um, what do you think? Uh, what do you think ruined that third one? I don't know. I was thinking this in the car on the way over here. I was like, what happened to Coppola? Yeah. What happens to an artist like that where... The it, man's at the top of his game. You look at, like, throughout the 1970s, Coppola did not yeah. make a bad movie. Conversation, Apocalypse but Now. Then what happens? And then in the 80s, it just, like, he kind of fell apart. I don't Even, know. like, people pl- applaud Dracula, but... And I know, I think you like Dracula. I, I do, I um, do like Dracula. I, I don't think it's that good. I think it's too Hollywood, too polished, too, okay. like... It's schlocky. It doesn't have enough grime. Yeah, for being the kind of Dracula that we would want. Yeah. But it is more faithful to the original story. Yeah, I, I give you that, but it's yeah. just not a... I don't think it's it's nowhere on par with Apocalypse Now. Oh, or no, 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 no. God, no, you no. Know, uh, the Godfather. Uh, yeah, it's like, what happens to an artist? What happened to Coppola? What happened to him? Where he, like, made three. Why was three not... Why, what, yeah. When somebody does that, and with him it's harder to say because he did two, you know... The two Godfather films and Apocalypse Now, which are all you know, fantastic films. But don't forget, lot, don't forget the convers. Don't sleep on the conversation. Yeah, and the conversation. Yeah, which is what he def- made between the first two Godfather films right. and Gene Hackman. And yeah, Co- one uh, of the, the great unreal, uh, unreal of all time. Mm-hmm. But like, it makes me think. Well, were you maybe not just maybe you weren't talented and you got lucky? Yeah, yeah. I th- it's that way with George Lucas. George which Lucas, I, I was about to say the same which thing. Which I yeah. like. I almost think that is true about George Lucas. I don't think that's true about Coppola because no. I think that he proved himself more. 
I think with Coppola, his body Coppola, going, go, Coppola, Coppola, Coppola going to the Philippines and shooting yeah. Apocalypse Now for a year and a half. Yeah. If that's not commitment to your craft, I don't know what is. Definitely. But he's that's the problem, though, is he's been committed to many films. Like, yeah. think of the just absolute, over the past, like, 20 years, just mm -hmm. garbage films yeah. he's made. Like, yeah. actively bad films. I can't even remember the names I, I couldn't of even tell them. you a like, Coppola film that he's made in the last 20 years. Yeah. And, yeah, it's just shocking to me. But, yeah, it and it's just the, the that trilogy is proof of it. Like, three is like, and like I said, it's not a terrible movie, but... It's I'll say great. this: I think Coppola, 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 in no way would I ever say that is he's a weak director. Um, Lucas, though, I would say just just got lazy. I think Lucas has good ideas, and that's about it. Yeah, and he's got a lot of bad ideas too. He'll and the good ideas so. are the ones that he got lucky and put them all together into the first film, and that's why we have the you know Star Wars. But American anyway. Graffiti, yeah, <laughs> THX eleven thirty eight though is pretty garbage. Mm -hmm. That's not that's not the best film either. Yeah. But American Graffiti and the that's decent. That's I, I like American Graffiti. Yeah. It's a good movie. Um, uh, not yep. part of a trilogy, although they did make a sequel to that, yeah. which I've never seen. But no. <laughs> all right, so my number five is going to be the Before trilogy, uh, directed by Richard Linklater, okay. starting with Before Sunrise, okay. and yep. then Before Sunset, and then finishing up with Before Midnight. Uh, I don't think it was originally intended as a trilogy. I think that Richard Linklater just had some stuff that he wanted to get off his chest. And he made this movie in, I believe it was 94, 94 with uh, Julie Delpy and uh, Ethan Hawke. Yeah. And I've seen the first one. I have not seen the other two. That's okay. why it's not on my list. But it's the same characters throughout all three, Same right? characters throughout all three. And he revisits them every nine years. Yeah, okay. So, I mean, all three movies, like Before Sunset, uh, or Before Sunrise was first, and mm -hmm. then uh, Before Sunset was the second one made nine years later. And then before midnight, made nine years later after yeah. that. So we're looking at another one here, probably in the next couple of years. Hopefully, maybe I don't maybe, know. Yeah. Maybe Richard Linklater. I've always been a big Linklater fan. Uh, Dazing and Fused, and uh, everybody wants some, which is one of his more recent films. That's the baseball player baseball, movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's great. It was very much like Dazing yeah. and Fused. It was, yep. They said actually, they said it was kind of a sequel to Dazing and Fused, even though none of the characters are none in of it, the characters the same. But it's slightly spiritual. after that era. It's like if we're looking at seventies high school, eighties yeah, college, eighties college, yeah. So Richard Linklater, big fan. Boyhood was also fantastic, and this has that kind of feel yeah. of Boyhood, where you know they they filmed Boyhood over a period of yeah. ten years. Mm -hmm. He's very interested in the passage of time. And absolutely, he, absolutely. And he's a character director. He directs characters. Oh, he's directs like, he's, amazing characters. Yeah, character over story, mm -hmm, and, mm -hmm. and, which because is fine because I like. I, that. I, I yeah, love it, and cool. and you look at you know all three of these movies, and there's not a whole lot of plot to speak of. Mm -hmm. It's more just these characters talking, and especially the first two movies, where the first two is, you know, it's Ethan Hawke and Julie Delpy walking around Vienna. Mm -hmm. The second movie, it's them walking around Paris. And then yeah. the beginning and the end. Where do they start at the beginning, and where do they end up? And so what was really cool was the I, the, I saw before Sunset in college, and I was like, oh, what's this movie about? And then I went back and watched the first one, and then I was really excited for the third yeah. one to come out. And they all have kind of a, a, a running theme throughout of them. You know, it's people dealing with life and just what happens. And, yeah. you know, it's not the storybook ending that everybody thinks. And it has a really cool feel to them all. And uh, I just enjoy those those three movies. And uh, it's also one of, one of my really cherished box sets that I have uh, from yeah. the Criterion collection there. So Yeah, it's one that's just on my pile of shame. I need to watch yeah. it. And I've, it's been so long since I saw the first one that I just need to rewatch all of it. Yeah, and they're, and they're quick watches. It. It's you know about yeah. an hour and a half for each of them, so it's nothing. Ethan Hawke is a fantastic actor. He's very underrated. Um, I agree. Maybe he's, maybe he's properly rated. I don't know. I just feel like people don't get people don't mention him enough. With, did you, like, the uh, did you happen to see First Reformed time. that came out last year? No. First Reformed, check yeah. it out. That, well, that's one. 
that's one you definitely need to check out. The ending kind of threw me. I but got you. He, his performance was unbelievable. Right. Really good. And I've heard there's another movie coming out with him in it where he's supposed to be excellent. But I don't know what that one is. Okay. I can't remember, I can't yeah. remember what that is. But, yeah. Uh, so that's my number five, The Before Trilogy by Richard Linklater. Okay. Um, so my number four, let me make sure that I've got it right here. I'm looking at my list. My number four is uh, the El Mariachi Trilogy Ooh. from Robert Rodriguez. Okay. All uh, right. Which I came to with Desperado because yeah, it came I think, out I think when I was in did. high school. I think everybody came to it with Desperado. Yeah, there. and they pitched Desperado as just a standalone movie. They didn't really play up the fact that it was a sequel to another movie. Was um, that how Robert Rodriguez out. pitched it? I think it's how the marketing department did because okay. they, you know, they the so uh, this is a for those of the people that don't know Robert Rodriguez directed this film El Mariachi, very low budget. Um, he sold blood and semen to finance it, didn't he? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he filmed it all himself, edited it all. Himself. He does everything one man shop. Um, you know, this little movie set in Mexico uh, about this guitar player who is like it's a western, but yep. he's a guitar player, and um, then they he caught the eye of Quentin Tarantino and also these executives and they were like, this guy's got something. So they gave him a bunch of money to make the sequel to it, uh, Desperado. Um, and Desperado, they recast the main character, the main actor as, uh, with Antonio Banderas. And I, I think that was, the, that was the movie that put Antonio on the map. It was, um, I think he was starting to get some buzz, right? but they were like, I guess they recast him cause they needed somebody more, um, palatable to American audiences. Right. right. And I think you got to have that was, smolder. You got to have that. Yeah, smolder. He, he, he was he had been in some stuff right. and he was known more than the guy. I can't remember the name of the actor. Who I can't either. Played the guy that played the, in the original um, Mar- El Mariachi, the, the character. But they recast the character and they. Yeah. When that movie came to theaters, they they didn't market it as a sequel to anything no. because like I guess they figured we were too stupid to understand that. Well, that I also feel like El Mariachi did not get so. any national playtime at all. It was just an indie a film, small, like small art, indie film. art yep. cinemas and stuff like that. Uh, in different times then too, because you didn't get to see it on Netflix or on demand right, or anything right. either. So you had to really uh, seek those movies out. I didn't know El Mariachi existed when I saw Desperado right. until years after I'd seen Desperado. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, this is part of you know, this is a sequel to it. So I finally watched El Mariachi. Really cool movie. You can see his like Grindhouse aesthetic. Oh, absolutely. He, you know, famously him and did him and Tarantino once Tarantino. again. Um, Desperado's fine film. El Mariachi is really great and. Um, the the third one is the weaker of the the, the three the weakest of the three uh, once upon a time in Mexico right but worth watching for Johnny Depp just chewing up the scenery oh Johnny Depp scenery uh, chews everything that he's let this, here yeah as this insane sands the insane like mm-hmm. FBI agent possibly one of the greatest um, lines in cinema history yeah <laughs> are you a Mexican or a Mexican <laughs> yeah <laughs> I had carnitas tonight I went to uh, eat the at some Mexican uh, some authentic Mexican tacos and oh, yeah? carnitas and okay. the famously in that movie he like shoots yeah, the chef the, for the making the best for the making the best uh, yeah the pork, pork ever pulled pork yeah, yeah and he shoots the chef because he doesn't want anyone to share that recipe with anybody yep. Yep. Um, the, the El Mariachi trilogy it's a it's a cool watch it's um you know the first one's a little bit hard to watch now just because it's so rough right. it's very rough but be patient with it because it's, it's an interesting story and, the ending is also um, if i remember it's been a while since i've seen it but the ending is also pretty good yeah like yeah, they, they have a really good firefight at the end yeah there's some good action sequences in all, in all three of these films mm-hmm. and um yeah, and Desperado was great. Like, also, that was a uh, one of Selma Hayek's first films. Was Desperado. I think that might have been her first film. I think it was her first film. Yeah. Um, and then she went on to do uh, From Dust Till Dawn with. Um, That's right. With Rodriguez as Rodriguez. well and, and Tarantino yep. and. 
um anyway that's that's my number four yeah right on it's a it's a if you are interested if you're if anyone out there is listening and wants to be a filmmaker watch some robert rodriguez films uh also his uh his book that he wrote uh rebel without a film crew yeah and that goes details, into the details his, the all way that. he makes his films he is a he is a film students director for oh, sure for sure in the best for sure. way and uh another one that came out around the same time was uh what was it spike mike slackers and dykes yeah uh, that yeah. was another that was another yeah. film book about yeah. kind of that indie cinema of the late 80s early 90s coming out and uh just another solid read there so all right number four for me is going to be uh one of maybe not a lot of people enjoy but i love the shit out of them and it's one of those that I just absolutely adore. They got better with every single one. I feel like the, the third one is better than the th- previous two that come before it. Okay. And it happens to have one of my favorite actors who I can't get enough of. Anything he's in, I'm going to watch it. And that's uh, the Evil Dead trilogy. Yeah. So the Evil Dead trilogy for, for my number four there. Uh, starting off with Evil Dead, which if you go back and watch Evil Dead, uh, if, if you don't know, it's it's the loose premise is... Uh, they read from the Book of the Dead and bring back zombies and people t- who are dead come back to life or ghosts inhabit the the nature and the spirits of the place and things like that. And the first one was played kind of like a straight horror film. Mm-hmm. And from everything that I've read, uh, I've read a lot on the Evil Dead and what they wanted to do with it. The second one was almost pitched as a remake of the first one, except they went camp with it. Okay. And so in a lot of ways it's a sequel, but it's also a remake or a re-envisioning of uh-huh. the first one because they had more money right. and a better uh better opportunity, I think, but they just remade the first one, but then they just went super camp with it and that's when he cuts his hand off and that's when things just go crazy and and then the third one is Army of Darkness, which uh if you guys haven't seen, it's it's one of the all-time greatest B movies. Uh Yeah, I love that movie. I, Ar- Army of Darkness. It's uh, so funny. It's endlessly quotable. Bruce yeah. Campbell just kills great. Yeah, great every yeah. scene that he's let near in that movie and hand as a yes chainsaw hand yeah yeah Ch- i mean chainsaw great. hand just and walking around with a shotgun uh, i mean if, if if comic books and video games and movies don't eat that up and granted i mean like they've made video games they there's a whole omnibus of comics that i saw when i was in the comic shop the other day yeah. it's just like army of darkness comics and him fighting yep. and the there's uh, the tv show ash tv show ash versus the, versus evil, the evil dead evil which dead. i'm only about halfway through which yeah. i'm kind of disappointed in because it's really good and i hate that they canceled it yeah uh but evil dead trilogy one of the best and bruce campbell can't get enough of a man uh if you if you want to read an awesome book uh, if Chins Could Kill, which, <laughs> yeah, is, I've which heard, is his, I've heard of that. his biography yeah, or his autobiography that he wrote. And it, it goes into a lot of detail about how they were making. You want to talk about film student or, you know, making a low budget movie. Evil yeah. Dead was made for hardly anything. Nothing. Yeah. And uh, talking to me, I was like, hey, you want to be in a movie? Come with me right now. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that's uh, Evil Dead trilogy. Check it out. All right. Um, so we're on to my number three. This one's on the podium. It's. Um, it's a one where I think all three are almost equally as good. I think the third one might be slightly not as good as the other two, but they're okay. they're almost all equal to me. And that's the the Toy Story trilogy. Ooh, yeah, um, good call. Just great. I, I considered, I considered. Yeah, but I, I I refrained. Great characters, um, awesome acting in it. Uh, I, of course, the the animation in it changed the game in a lot of ways. Just Agreed. Elevated that Pixar style to mm-hmm. this like, or that you know the 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 computer generated art to this next level and um yeah just a lot of like really emotional moments 
Um, also, three films that that get a little dark at times, uh, like do. we talked about in our animation episode, where they don't make dark films for children anymore, where there's no. high stakes and stuff. There's some high stakes in this. It's scary. I could see some young children not being able to handle Toy Story because it's like there's some times where you just don't. Sid, think, Sid, in the first yeah, Toy Story Sid. is dark. Especially, there's some really dark stuff in the third one oh, like, towards the end. For and, like, sure. Um, and you know, these uh, I, I'm a big fan of films with stakes, and they, they have high stakes in them, and they don't they don't treat. There was definitely their, that uh, moment in Toy Story like three, idiot. not giving anything away if you guys haven't seen it, which you should immediately. Yeah. Uh, there there was definitely a, a couple scenes in Toy Story three where I was like, this is it. Yeah, like, how, I, this, I, how's I, this gonna I, end? Because like, yeah. for me, the first one came out. I was ten years old when the first one came right. out, and so we I remember going to theaters to see it and being blown away from the animation and just yeah. the whole story and everything about it. Uh, and then I remember it was forever because I begged my mom. I was like, please get Toy Story on VHS. Yeah. You know, like, when's it coming out on VHS? And it took them all. I, I remember it was like two years before it first came out on D, on VHS. Yeah. And I don't know if that was because it took them forever to transfer films or I, I don't know what the maybe yeah. like the transferring process. But it, I, it or it could have been, you know, six months after the movie came out. Yeah. And I don't remember it. But uh, I remember that being a big deal. And the, the second one came out. We we're like, there's more. There's yeah. more Toy Story. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and then the third one came out, and I was in way out of college at that point. But uh, yeah, the, I, you grew up with those movies, yeah. just like I grew up with Harry Potter, and you know, grew up with all that kind of stuff too. So uh, they they definitely hold a lot of nostalgia and references and things like that. Yeah, and, and I, Tom Hanks just endearing himself even more. With oh yeah, doing the voice yeah. of Woody. Uh, and I think I'm more of a Buzz guy myself. I really? love Buzz. Okay. So I'm like, I'm right. a, yeah, <laughs> like I like Tom. I mean, I love Tom Hanks, but I just love the. Buzz character. Oh, Buzz, Buzz is a great He's character. Like, or Mrs. Nesbitt <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> from the first yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think um, I saw a Funko Pop they had with Mrs. Nesbitt, yeah. and that was uh, that was one of cool. the characters that they did. Um, and great um, send-up of American pop culture and toys that we've all, all Oh, that everybody's grown up with, and, yeah. You know, like giving everybody, them personalities. Um, yeah, like Mr. Potato Head and mm -hmm. the, 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 the gags. They do a lot of gags that are like... Uh, from it would almost like silent film style gags mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um from like the silent film era of like you know prop humor and stuff and there's like another that, there's another thing that we kind of harped on on our animation episode that we did was uh great animated movies have something for adults and yes, for kids yeah and there's a lot of adult humor in the toy story movies there that, are, that yeah. the kids would never get but then you makes you appreciate them even more when you're older yeah uh, a and lot I, of this i was older than you when i saw the first right. one i was i was in college I yeah think, when the first one came out yeah so uh yeah it's i appreciated that and yeah i love those films a little bit worried about them doing a fourth one i feel like yeah why do, why do we need it, to go back to the well it's on the it, same but, creative team i feel yeah so. i guess they're gonna do it justice uh, they said they wouldn't come back unless they had just a story they had to tell and mm -hmm. they, somebody came up with a story for it so we'll see hey, um, I'll, I'll be in theaters to watch it yeah i'll, I'll watch there. it too so mm -hmm. that's my number three right on uh toy story i thought about toy story and i was like man they're so good all three of them are really good uh i just the the the, the top three that i have are i, I feel just uh, to me the emotional weight is a different kind of emotional weight for me, and also just just well made movies. Yeah. Um, number three for me is going to be the Three Colors trilogy by uh, Christoph Kislowski. That showed up on everybody's list, and I have not seen any one of those films, and, and I and see them all the time, and I just I have nothing, no idea what they're that about. Might be, that might be that might be the f super film snob in me. Yeah. As no, in like, oh, I, this I is, this is what the the you have, but really. You have to watch. There them. must be something there because in my research they showed up on everybody's yeah. list. Yeah. Um, and. The only reason it's not number one, and I don't think it would be number one for me, but it, 
the reason it's not is because, and I hate to be this American asshole about it, but they are foreign films. Yeah. And just kind of you ain't net letting a foreign film be your that's number right. one right? that's right exactly which doesn't make a whole lot of sense yeah. because my, my number one is also like a, a foreign weird film, a foreign okay. film. <laughs> <laughs> All right. but, um th- these are french made right yeah, yeah. So, french yeah. uh french polish french polish okay so and the, the colors represent the flag the french flag, the french flag, right? flag yeah. correct uh, what's the vibe give me a so, nutshell so the whole, the whole vibe is that each movie tells a different story about main characters and the characters from the first one show up in the second one and okay. the third and vice versa. Like, the, all the characters, but only in brief scenes. Okay. Where, like, literally it'll be, like, a two-second scene from the first one connects okay. to So the, the main character one. of the first one might just be in a little bit of the second correct. one or whatever. Correct, correct. Okay. Yeah, it's just, yeah. A, like, in a background or yeah, something like gotcha. that. Uh, so the first one is blue, and the second one is white, and the third one is red, representing, like Joey just said, the three colors of the French flag. And they are all... In no way connected to France, mm-hmm. but take place in or uh, start in in France or have a connection to France in some way. Excuse me. And uh, Juliette Binoche, who is a fantastic actress, uh, she's she's absolutely amazing. Uh, Juliette Binoche is in the first one, and then she's lost a husband and a daughter, and her struggle and her grief over that and having to live this life where she was in the same situation as them and then she has to live the rest you know she, it's it's basically in the months after those people are taken from her and mm-hmm. how she deals with that uh the second movie is a little bit lighter uh it's it's more of kind of like this uh really dark comedy revenge flick uh julie delpy once again uh who she's a fantastic french actress she was in the before trilogy mm-hmm. uh she is married to a polish hairdresser called carol carol and he she divorces him because he's uh not he he has not consummated their marriage and um so he goes back to poland and all about him getting revenge on her for how she treated him and put him through the ringer so he he was going through a very hard time in his life and then comes out on top and kind of gets a little revenge so there's a a little dark comedy there and then the third one dealing with more like human connection and uh, making those connections about people and also you know, a little bit voyeuristic, a little bit more romantic than the the, the three or the, the other two, excuse me. Uh, but dealing with um, Irene Jacob plays the main character in that one. And uh, she is watching kind of rear window style uh, her neighbors and just making human connections and things like that through what she sees. And uh, that takes place in Geneva, actually, most of that movie. Uh, in Switzerland, but like I said, they all have some kind of connection, and every single one of them, blue, white, and red, they all are shot predominantly in those colors, where you see okay. a lot of blue in the first one, and white, everything has a kind of a whitewash to it, or and then the red has, like, it's not overly that way, but like, I'll give you an example in the first one, uh, she goes swimming in the pool, and you know, it just has a, has a lot of blues and yeah. shades and things like that, so uh, they all have those color aesthetics to all of those movies, but just beautiful movies when you get mm-hmm. down to it and very well made. Uh, I believe that this was Christoph Kislowski's last movies before he died. So oh, I think, okay. yeah, I think, I think that that's kind of holds a lot of weight and yeah. why they're also well loved and, and appreciated. Um, the first uh, blue and red get a lot of love. Uh, that's, you know, like if you look at like the yeah. thousand and one movies you need to see before you die, they always have blue and red, but white don't sleep on it because uh, it's, you, you don't see dark comedy a lot. 
and yeah. and that's that's one that does it right. So yeah, the, most of the lists I saw said that white was the weakest. Uh, like the, they called it the thinnest of the. And, and in no way is that <laughs> taking away from that movie. Right. It's just compared to when you look at like okay, what should these movies be? Yeah. Blue and red get it better than what white does. So gotcha. <coughs> yeah. I have to check this out. That's gonna go on my list. Yeah, I got it right here. I've, uh, I've, I, was, I've been, I had to. I had to rewatch them, uh, so they're they're literally right oh here. Oh wow! In the box yeah, there, yeah. So. I um I, I've encountered those films over and over over my course of my you know movie watching career. Yeah, yeah. Just never actually watched them, so I've had them recommended, et cetera. Yeah. So another added to the pile of shame. Yeah, <laughs> my <laughs> giant pile of shame. In, in researching, I watched them this past weekend. So oh, nice. Uh, yeah, I had to. I, That's to, dedication. To, to I didn't watch any movies to prepare. Yeah, for that's this, okay. So. That's okay. Um, yeah, so my number two is, and I'm shocked this isn't on your list. I'm absolutely shocked, is uh, in the Indiana Jones trilogy. Okay, all right. Um, and I think all three are fantastic. I love all three. Uh, obviously, the first one is uh, head and shoulders above anything else. Without a doubt. Um, great film. Um, the third one is is known for Sean Connery, and you know this it's right. a little more epic, I guess, than the other two in a way. I think it. I think they're a little bigger films. A little bit in a bigger way. film, for um, sure. That for also, sure. they had bigger budgets and things like that with mm -hmm. it, so it makes sense. The second one actually takes place chronologically at the first, right? The so first it is one, actually yeah. a prequel to prequel to Raiders of the Lost. Uh, Raiders. It's it's. I always forget that, and then I think about it, and I'm like, oh yeah, it makes sense. Um, I think that opening scene in um in the Temple of Doom is that fantastic. Is a really cool opening like scene. when they're in the nightclub, yeah. that's like. You can see that's some like that's some good George Lucas shit. Yeah, you can see. I mean, George Lucas didn't. I love. Do I the love films, but he, the, the dancing girls, yeah. and then like the title pops up, but then they yeah. are still in front of the title. So yeah. it's you know it's like the wash of the title comes up, yeah. and it's got this huge Indiana Jones, but it's like the music is playing in the background, yeah. and then like you're like, what's happening? And then they start singing, anything goes, uh -huh. and uh, and and uh, man, what's her Kate Capshaw? Yeah, uh, absolutely fantastic. As uh, Billy in, yeah. in Temple of Doom, and that that great nightclub scene, mm -hmm. like straight. That's that is George Lucas stuff. I mean, he didn't direct it, but he wrote. The, right. You know, I right. assume he wrote most of the script for that too, uh, or at least Lu the, the Spielberg and Lucas, and, a, a duo to be um, reckoned with yeah, until Kingdom of Crystal Skull. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have to bring that. Bring we that will up. not mention that anymore. Um, yeah, that 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 nightclub scene, fantastic. Um, a lot of scary stuff in that movie as a kid oh, yeah. when I watched it, like having to walk through the bugs. Mm -hmm. And uh, of course, uh, the the main baddie that pulls the guy's heart out. What's Kalima. his name? Kalima. Yeah. What was Molaram? Molaram. 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 Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. If just we don't have to talk about the second one the whole time. I just was no, defending no, no, no. it no, no, because no, no, I think no. it doesn't disqualify it for I, I, me. So. I love the Indiana Jones trilogy. Yeah. I just feel that the middle part of Temple of Doom. Yeah. Is so bad. I just don't like it. Yeah. I don't know. Billy gets whiny to me she does get whiny she's and definitely not karen allen no um, not karen allen but that was the whole point that, is that was point. that was yeah. the whole point mm -hmm. that she dyed her hair uh, blonde so that she wouldn't be a brunette because uh, she's a natural brunette yeah and uh she dyed her hair blonde for that and uh i just i i loved it as a kid uh especially the the ending the ending is so good um but yeah. I, I just the the middle part of that movie just drags forever for me and i can't get past it I got you. That's but right. It's my number two. So. No, no, no. Hey, by all means. You it, hate Indiana Jones. We I love Sorry. Indiana Jones. <laughs> what are you talking about? Like Indiana I Jones is why I got fan. to be, You're not a big fan. I, I, it's it's yeah. my number two. Raiders of the Lost Ark, my number two favorite movie of all time. All right. Uh, 
but it, Last Crusade though has that awesome chase with the tanks at the end, and you know, yeah, you know, and, and uh, Sean Connery's like, "I lost you, Junior," you know, and then, yeah, like he just yeah. like like they're, they're they think that he's dead off the side of the cliff, and he's like climbing up by the roots, and <laughs> yeah, and uh, was it John Reese Davies? He's yeah, yeah, yeah so John great Davis, in that, yep. that film yep. and in his role. We named the dog Indiana. <laughs> yeah, the dog. <laughs> You're named after the dog. <laughs> yeah, great opening scene to uh, to that film too with the young Indiana. Oh yeah, Jones young Indiana Jones. R.I.P. Yeah. River Phoenix, man. Yeah, that was a great opening. Yeah, that was River Phoenix. I mm-hmm. forgot about that. Yeah, uh, there was someone else. Oh, what? fun fact. I don't know if you know this. Temple of Doom is the movie that inspired the MPAA to make a PG-13 rating. Is it really? Yes, it is. Okay. Yep. Yep. That was the movie that uh, was because well, it's rated PG. Yeah. And uh, it, it was the movie where the MPA was like, yeah, we <laughs> we got to come up with some. Yeah, something. we got we got to come yeah, up with something. Yeah, I mean, like you s- literally like yeah, ripping rips the guy's, the guy's heart, heart out of his out, chest. Yeah. And uh, that's yeah, a little intense. I saw the third one. I saw um, the Last Crusade with my dad in the theater when it came out, which right. was a cool experience because that movie's very much about fathers and sons. Oh, absolutely. And, um, the The Last yeah, Crusade was uh, the first Indiana Jones movie that I saw. And yeah. I watched it with my dad yeah. when I was age appropriate. Right, I just yeah. Last Crusade. I love Last Crusade, but I, I like Raiders of the Lost Ark more now, uh, having been more exposed to movies mm-hmm. and what it did. Uh, but I like Last Crusade for me was the end all be all for Indiana yeah. Jones for a long time. So cool. it belongs in a museum. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you know, if they make another Indiana Jones movie, uh, God, it can't be any worse than oh, King of the Crystal can Skull. Can it? I don't know. <laughs> you know. Just put Harrison Ford in a wheelchair and let him punch Nazis again. I don't oh, know, man. Something. There's no way he agrees to do another one, right? They, 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 they said he's going he, to, he's right? He's already yeah. doing it, man. God. Like, it's happening. It's supposed to come out 2021, <laughs> I think. Something like that. Oh, my God. All right. Uh, my number two. My number two tonight is uh, going to be the Cornetto trilogy, another yep. more thematic trilogy with uh, Edgar Wright that mm-hmm. he did with Simon Pegg and Nick Frost, starting with Shaun of the Dead. And then Hot Fuzz, and then uh, at the or the World's End. Um, all three of these movies, I saw Shaun of the Dead when it came out when I was in college. Uh, hot, followed by Hot Fuzz, absolutely hilarious screams of movies, and I enjoy each one of them independently. I would have to say that Hot Fuzz is my personal favorite uh, out of the trilogy because uh, more I, I was a big '90s and '80s action movie guy in the growing up watched a lot of those movies with my yeah. dad uh which is why i really like the expendables movies a lot right i know i know you're not big on like schmaltzy action and i like know. the first expendables yeah, yeah. <coughs> but uh stuff. hot fuzz really made a lot of fun of those kind of movies yeah and i got all the little in jokes and uh stuff like that that they were throwing so that's what i love about edgar wright is that he has all those subtle references and they're not just beating you over the head like look we're referencing this thing that you love yeah they, they do it very subtly yeah and right. and simon Pegg and nick frost have a great rapport they do. with one another they ha- they play off of one another very well uh another quick shout out is uh spaced if you've never seen the tv show spaced no but okay it was what they all worked on together okay, first yeah uh, they did a tv show for i think bbc3 or something yeah, yeah. and uh that was where they all worked edgar wright directed all the episodes simon Pegg and nick frost were friends mm-hmm. and so it was a whole thing uh, but a lot of references in that show as well. But uh, each one of them, the, it's called the Cornetto Trilogy because each one of them features uh, a British ice cream yeah, flavored I've cone. I, I've never had one, had so. Yeah. Uh, but they each have a different, uh, like, 
the red one in the first one because it represents like all the blood and the gore from the zombies and then i think the second one was the blue because they're like police yeah and the third one was uh world's end where it was green because they had uh like the the robots in that had green like fluid or something gotcha. in their bodies so um I really like Shaun of the Dead a lot. Mm -hmm. I absolutely cannot stand Hot Fuzz. Really? I really, it's one of the, <laughs> it could have been on my most overrated really? uh, okay. films list All that right. we did. Um, I don't like the references. I think they're too spot on. I think it's like not enough of a like parody of action okay. films. It's just like you're doing the thing that it, it's just is the thing. It's not yeah, yeah. the funny thing, but that's just me. But since you shit on, Temple of Doom. Hey, shit you that, shit so. on mine. I, I got fine. no problem with that. I I know that I'm in the <laughs> minority. Most people love Hot Fuzz and think it's hilarious. I absolutely do not like it, but I do like Shaun of the Dead a lot. And, yeah, um, I love the, the love that little office homage in that. Um, oh, hundred percent. Like the the BBC Office homage yep, in that yep. is great. Uh, also, great soundtrack. The the fight scene to Don't Stop Me Now. Yeah, yeah, is one of the funniest little. I, I was watching that. I was like, are they? Are they beating the zombie in time to the song? It, it, yeah. Have you seen <laughs> Umbrella Academy? I've watched the first couple episodes. Okay. They do a Don't Stop Me Now montage in that. And all do I they? can think of is like, why did you do this? Because it was already right, done right. perfectly in Shaun of the Dead. Like, it's I've read spot the on. I've read the graphic novels, but yeah. I haven't. I have not. You uh, check the show out. It's pretty good. I, like, I saw the first, first episode. The first episode. Yeah. So uh, they left it off. So I, I really like what they did with it. Yeah. The characters. Uh, so I'll be interested. Did you have you seen the whole thing? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's cool. it's cool. 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 Uh, so check that out. Yeah. Yep. That's that's just another one where it's like, man, I got so much stuff I want to write or st stuff I want to watch. Uh, but now the Game of Thrones is over, I can concentrate. Yeah, you got and, time. And, so yeah, I got all yeah, that time now. Sunday <laughs> nights are free now. So. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, all right, man. Number one, what you got? My number one is of course Star Wars: The OG uh, Trilogy. Okay. All right. Um, you know that I love Empire Strikes Back you do. more than just you about do. anything You're a sucker on this earth for, for the Empire. Um, I think all three films are fantastic. I know a lot of people uh, talk trash about Jedi, but I think Jedi is just great. Jedi. The, the other two films would not be as good as they are without Jedi. Yeah, Jedi just finishes the story up well. Um, in this way, that's like. I don't know. It's just a great trilogy, and Lord, if they would have just stopped there, maybe, or if they would have just gone <laughs> ahead and done the next three, if they were going to do them, because oh, look at what came after that. But that original trilogy just holds such a place in my heart, and I watched it so many times as a kid on VHS. Went to see Empire in the theater. My brother took me to see Empire. My sister took me to see Jedi when it came out. Right. We went to the premiere. Yeah. Like one of the great memories of my life is going to see Return of the Jedi with my sister. Yeah. Uh, I had the lunchbox. I had everything. Oh, yeah. I mean, Star Wars has been talked about ad nauseum. Um, there's nothing else I can add to that. Just my own personal experience. I just, it's just such a great set of films. Awesome. And just a great watch and i anybody that hasn't seen them i get excited for them because it's like i think you're gonna have some fun with this like I, anybody that hasn't seen the original star wars trilogy yeah i want to watch it with them yeah to see yeah. like i would stay silent because i'm definitely not that person that's like ooh, watch this part watch this part i'm not that guy right but i just want to be able to because to go back and watch something for the first time yeah again, you never get to do that no. You never, you, like once you've seen it, you've seen it, and you have that experience. Mm -hmm. And I, I would like people who don't like the original Star Wars. I'm like, at all? Like yeah. you don't like it at all? Yeah. Like there's something in it for everybody. Yeah. And I feel that 
no matter what you're going to get, you, you've got like dark shit with Empire. You've got kind of like the, you know, the New Hope aspect. But I mean, there's 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 characters in there for everybody. There's yeah. all there's all this kind of cool stuff. Uh, it, it just it, I love Star Wars, too, man. Yeah, it's, this it's, is great. Just the original trilogy is untouchable, untouchable. Um, please, 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 Disney, please put out the original version without the special editions I know, stuff in on it. Blu-ray. On Blu-ray, we just let's let us see it in the original way it was intended to be watched because I it's Han those, shoots first. Those effects are so wonderful in their original <laughs> like non-edited state. Um, they're rough around the edges, but that's what's so great about. That's what makes them. Uh, I, I like uh, it. I like to see the orange glow under yeah. the hover car. And, yeah, uh, when they're going through the Tomas Eisley. Yeah. And uh, it's almost like what was it? They put uh, like Vaseline on the lens to yeah. hide it. Uh huh. Yeah. 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 I see. I know my Star Wars, man. Yeah, I know. I know my yeah. shit. All right. So that's my number one is Star right. Wars. Obviously, to no surprise to anyone, probably. No, 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 no. I, I, I kind of suspected. Yeah. I kind of suspected. Um, my number one, like I said earlier, is uh, it, it's not a foreign made, or it is foreign made, but with the the one American actor that you would need to have to sell it. And uh, it's uh, it's the Dollars trilogy or yeah. the Man with No Name trilogy. Almost on my list. See. Yeah, and uh, that's my number one. And I, I put it up there because, uh, to me, even though Clint Eastwood is not playing the same character in every movie, yeah. he is essentially the same character in all three of those movies. Uh, but if you look at it from the standpoint of he is the same character, mm -hmm. then it really does become this really cool trilogy. Yeah. Um, Sergio Leone uh, making all three of them as, you know, the, the original OG spaghetti westerns. Yeah. And kicking off Clint Eastwood's career. Uh, also, uh, Ennio Morricone is the uh, composer yeah. for all mm -hmm. three of those films and creates fantastic. the score. It's fantastic. Each each movie has a great still working, See, still working. Yeah. So he does a lot still with winning uh, awards. with, with yeah. Tarantino. Yeah, he, he did. Uh, he did for uh, Inglorious Bastards and uh, Hateful Eight. Hateful I think. Hateful Eight. Yep, yeah, he did that. Too. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, he he's still working, still kicking. Uh, he won something recently. I think he did. Yeah, yeah he I can't won, remember won what it was for, for whatever. I can't remember. I but, think it uh, might have been a TV score or something. I don't know. Might have been. He's done some TV show work too. Mm -hmm. um, anyway, but I mean, how often you look at like you create a movie? I, I feel you know parody, or when you you know parody is the greatest form of flattery in that sense yeah. of it. Like you've made something that is now within the the realm of now in the consciousness of all the people. Where when yeah. you make that reference or when you say something like that, and that's that movie where you, no matter which one you are, uh, the, a lot of people knock the second one which is uh for a few dollars more, dollars more yeah. and uh, i i think that that one holds up even better than a fistful of dollars because a fistful of dollars is just a remake of yojimbo yeah it um, is. Yeah. and which is a fantastic which is also too. a fantastic <laughs> movie <laughs> you just recently watched yojimbo for the first time right? i did yeah. Yeah yeah, yeah 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 i just recently saw yojimbo for the first time yeah uh which Akira kurosawa kurosawa unreal just so Mifune good in the great mm -hmm. title mm -hmm. um yeah the uh, my favorite is the good, the bad, and the ugly out of the three. Oh yeah, but, um, and and I I like the good, the bad, and the ugly the best. Yeah, um, you've got Lee Van Cleef, you've got uh, Clint Eastwood, and man, his name escapes me. Yeah, uh, old Jew man, <laughs> sounds terrible. Uh, Eli Wallach, there <laughs> yeah. we go. Uh, he he always played like in, later in his career. Eli Wallach always played like the old rabbi in, yeah, in right, everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but 
Eli Wallach is the ugly. Uh, Lee Van Cleef is the bad, and then Clint Eastwood's character, uh, Blondie, I believe, was uh, the, the the no name. name for him the no that, name, yeah. but yeah, he he technically had no name in all three of them, but whatever. Yeah, and those films that we've talked about it before about things that just transcend, they become a character of themselves in mm-hmm. a way where mm-hmm. uh, pop culture people who have never watched any of those films know what they're about. Know what they're they about know, without even having seen it. They yeah. know the 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 standoff scene where you're cutting between their eyes that's used in sitcoms and yep. tv shows yep. and other movies and memes and all kind of stuff yep and um, it, it just to me what i like about them is it changed cinema yeah and you look yeah. at you look at like when those movies came out in the late 60s uh i think 66 was fistful of dollars and yeah. 69 was or 68 69 was uh uh the good the bad the ugly mm-hmm. Uh, it changed cinema. You the the western as we knew it was dead yeah. by the late '60s, and then this these movies came around and it reinvigorated the westerns for another decade. And Clint Eastwood made a career off of those yeah. westerns throughout the and 1970s. It was done as this love letter to American westerns. It was because like, like Leone really loves American-made films, yeah. and you can tell that he loves that stuff. And puts a lot of those, uh, like the gunfights, where it's like, how many shots did he fire with that six shoot revolver? You know, it's yeah. like twelve yeah. <laughs> without reloading. <laughs> um, and it also has really good human stories, human character stories, yeah. in in all three of those films. Uh, even though a lot of people knock it for not having a whole lot of plot and not being, you know, these overly complicated movies, which they're not, but technically they're amazing, and they have those human moments that really sell uh, the weight of those stories. So. Uh, Clint Eastwood just kind of being the the white knight with a poncho, <laughs> yeah, walking around saving saving towns and cities. You could see the connection between Tarantino and Leone too, because Leone was kind of Tarantino before Tarantino, because mm-hmm, these, mm-hmm. much like all of Tarantino's movies, are homages to other things. Right. These films were homages to American westerns right. that were John Wayne films and yep. things like that, yep. and but done in this other way that's much harsher and more violent. Much more violent, and I feel like both. Tarantino and Robert Rodriguez, yeah. uh, both inspired mm-hmm. by. Because if you look at uh, El Mariachi specifically, yeah. I, I feel like El Mariachi is more of a western than the other two. They and, are. It and, is. And, yeah. It and is, uh, yeah, it has sure. a lot of those western beats to it, mm-hmm. but it then has the hyper violence that uh, Leone introduced to yeah. uh, to to American cinema with those spaghetti westerns. So often imitated, but never bettered. And yeah. uh, Sergio did did all three of those. Uh, another one that uh, is is one of the ones that I thought was really cool, and I read this thing about it when I was reading up on uh, the Dollar Trilogy, was he did uh, Fistful of Dynamite. I don't know if you ever saw that one. Mm-hmm. It was made with, um, uh, oh, man, the uh, the guy from Our Man Flint and, and Like Flint. Uh, he was in Magnificent Seven and uh, shit. James Coburn. There we go. Uh, James Coburn. And he's the main character, and it was very similar. But I read that the first, uh, <laughs> the the proposed first scene of that movie, because uh, Sergio Leone did, didn't want to make any more westerns, mm-hmm. didn't want to make any more spaghetti westerns, and then he made this movie. It's called Fistful of Dynamite, or uh, also known as Duck You Sucker. Yeah. And uh, depending on where you're located. Yeah. And uh, but the first scene of that movie I heard was, uh, it, it, it starts off with a carriage like rolling into town. Yeah. And what would have happened was uh, the first scene proposed that uh, Lee Van Cleef, Clint Eastwood, and Eli Wallach uh, would have been standing there. And, uh, like, 
the the new car the carriage full of new characters was just gonna come by and like gun these guys down <laughs> yeah. and uh, just be like all right that that's done with yeah. and we're moving on to this you know yeah. uh, but they didn't do that they and I thought that yeah. I thought that would been a really cool scene if they had done that so <laughs> yeah <laughs> anyway um, lot lots of good stuff coming out of all three of those movies and if you haven't seen those or if you haven't if it's been a while since you've seen them give them another watch because uh, they hold up really well yeah great just missed my list um, yeah I almost mentioned it in honorable mentions but um yeah great movies mm -hmm. like i watched the the good the bad and the ugly recently yep. and highly entertaining like yeah. that's another one that could just come on the tv and i'll watch it so. yeah it's a long movie but well it worth is it. yeah well worth it and on television it's even longer but yeah uh you know the graveyard i know the grave so <laughs> yeah. uh that's uh that's how that one plays out there and i think the mexican standoff was born because of that movie because of that movie yeah, yeah. or at least maybe the maybe that one or Fistful of Dollars. I'm not, not 100% sure there. Uh, I thought it came from a John Houston film. Did it? But yeah. I'm not sure. I'm not sure of that. So. We'll have to do some research on yeah, that. Yeah, we'll have to look that up. We should know that. That's true. Best Mexican standoffs next podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Reservoir Darks number one. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Don't um, point that gun at my dad. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's our list. Uh, thank you for listening. Brian, you got anything for the people before we uh, go? You know, um, just uh, go, out, go out and watch something that. You wouldn't normally watch, man. Uh, yeah. That, that's what I've been trying to do lately is go out and or at least see something that I maybe out of the realm of my comfort zone uh -huh. uh, and and just watch something that I haven't or that I've heard about that I that I want to watch. Uh, the one that I've got here uh, recently that I've heard is really good. And it's uh, the third movie by the same director. Um, he did. Oh, man. He did that attack in cell block ninety nine. With Vince okay. Vaughn, yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, there was another one that he made, but I can't remember what the name was. But this one it just came out with Mel Gibson and Vince Vaughn, and uh, it's called Dragged Across Concrete. Okay, and that's that's been on the top of my list to watch for a while. I've heard nothing yeah. but good things about it, and uh, just Mel Gibson playing unhinged Mel Gibson. Yeah. So give me uh, all of that you right. got. Give me all that you got. So you're like, oh, that's in your comfort zone, bro. Well, you know, it, it's it's one of those where like <laughs> yeah. it didn't it didn't come out on my radar, and I'm like, yeah. oh, I've heard you about it. I want to watch it. I want to watch it. Uh, Mel Gibson's doing a Wild Bunch remake. I heard about that. Yeah, yeah. With, uh, actually, Peter yeah. Dinklage is in Peter it. Dinklage. Yeah. I'm like, hey, let's go. Cool. Um, yeah, I want you to watch Flight of Dragons, which we talked about on our animated show. So I'm going to okay. try to find right. a copy of that so that you can. Yeah, watch let me that know, let me know if it's on I, streaming or if let me. If, yeah, if you get I'm going to try to track that down. Okay. I, th I think you should watch that. Is okay. For, I want to watch it again too, so I might just get it on Blu-ray if it's if it's around. But. Right on. And uh, you know, get on get on the Three Colors trilogy, man. Yeah, I'm going to do that. <laughs> I need to do that. I do need to do that. Um, I'm, I'm interested now. So, um, you can find me everywhere at DJT Panda, and uh, you can find the BFG. Uh, you can find me on uh, BFG Wilmington Trivia. And oh, by the way, the best trivia in the city of Wilmington. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Brian's trivia got named best in Wilmington, and uh, it's a very big honor by the uh, Encore Magazine. So by the congratulations, the weirdly jaded. I'm sure somebody paid off, uh, you know, half the half the award winners there. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like I've said before, Olive Garden was also uh, nominated. Olive Garden was also nominated in these yeah, awards. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Brian is the Olive yeah. Garden Buffalo Wild Wings so, won, yeah. uh, you know, almost <laughs> won best wings in Wilmington. <laughs> yeah. So congratulations. Yeah, thank um, you, sir. Thank um, you. Uh, but yeah, BFG Wilmington trivia. Yeah. And uh, for the best trivia in the in the city of Wilmington. True. I believe like, it. I back like, it. Shut the fuck up about that, you know. But uh, no, nah, man. You, uh, BFG Wilmington trivia and nofelix.com for uh, my my Oscar movies uh, roundup wrap ups coming up. So, 
uh, check those out. Cool. And uh, as always, you're going to need a bigger boat. Going to need that bigger boat. We'll be back. We don't know what we're doing next, but it'll be fantastic, it's I'm gonna sure. Be, so. It's going to be, as the kids say, on fleek. <laughs> they it's going to be lit. Right? They say that, right? Yeah, Streets like ahead. That. They used to say <laughs> About ahead. a year ago they said it. I don't think they say it anymore. <laughs> I don't know um, what they say. Yeah. I teach high school and I don't know what they say. You know? <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're out. All right, guys. Thank you.